Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I am Heidi in Closet. And I am a Virgo. And this is The Read. Thank you for coming back. Yes, it is. Thank you for joining us. Here we are in our things. And we're at Taste Late, so we're not going to waste too much time. We're going to jump right into Black Excellence this week and discuss some great folks doing great things. And of course, this week, I had to give it to uh Allison Felix. Allison Felix is now the most decorated track and field athlete ever of all time. She's won 11 Olympic medals. Uh she just took home a gold in the 4x400 relay. Uh, uh she won a bronze in the 400 meter uh, the day before that. And so now I think she has seven gold medals. Wow. Um three silver, and a bronze. So she's the most decorated female Olympian ever in track and field. Um, Wow. At just 35 years ripe of age. She's also a mom, and they've got clips of her and her. I think her daughter's two or four. Her name's Cammie. Adorable. And so her daughter's like rooting her on and saying run mommy run and all that stuff so you always you also get your um heartfelt uh side story of love and family so shout out to her mm-hmm. and all of the olympians doing their thing um so many people have been doing awesome stuff uh at the olympics Stefan hassan um won gold after falling during a race She's doing a 1,500-meter run, apparently tripped over an, uh, an opponent and still got her ass Damn. back up and managed to beat everyone. Oh. <laughs> and then Sorry one I kicked gold. you on the way down, sis. Yeah. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Sorry your legs beat my got ass and I still way. dragged you. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, Tamara Mensah-Stock became the first Black American woman ever to win an Olympic gold medal in wrestling after she dragged uh, women wrestlers from Japan to Nigeria to China and Ukraine. All the girls. Beautiful. So, shout out to her and all of the amazing Black Olympians who showed their asses. At the Tokyo Games this year. Yes, the U.S. women's basketball team won gold. Um, I'm sorry. We're going to discuss Oh, that. okay. Well, <laughs> once again, <laughs> I am not trying to take your job away from you. I mean, who can't? <laughs> who can't? No so one. let me not, but... There isn't anyone. Anyway. I just, I just love that you brought up Allison Felix because I ran actually a 400 meter the other day. <laughs> Just for funsies? I mean, no, I was at the gym, but... Um, I mean, yeah. 
But yeah, you know, I, no one was paying me or offering an incentive other than better physical health. And um, that's a lot. I see here that she did it in 49 seconds. My nigga, it took me like three minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> it would have taken me around five. And that's not including the stop Ooh. at Wendy's in between <laughs> <laughs> the beginning and it. I'm going to need a junior bacon cheeseburger to motivate me to get Thanks. through the rest of this. But yes. yeah, when I saw that, I was like, okay, so that's the difference between me and an Olympian. Yeah, right. and an athlete. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good to know. Because I'm never going to run that in less than a minute. Like, I'm not going to do it. Literally, ne- probably never in less than two minutes. But yeah, shout out to all of the Olympians. It takes a lot to even get there. But especially those of you who place and, and win medals. Proud of you, Blacks. Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web pre- web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. Okay, so. This week in Hot Tops, A Quiet Bottom Part 2. My favorite. Uh, More Black excellence in the form of Rihanna, who's now a billionaire. Officially a Forbes declared billionaire. She's apparently worth an estimated $1.7 billion. Mm. Um, I believe now the richest woman in music and second richest female entertainer only behind 
um, Oprah. You know, you already know who it is, child. The bitch who owns an orchard out in Hawaii. Yeah. It's her. Yeah. It's her. Yeah, actually, she exports vegetables to Narnia and Terabithia she as does. well as Hogwarts. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't get them literally yeah. anywhere. So no. just keep drinking. When- well, you have fairies come and pick up lettuce and cabbage from Never. your mansion and your orchard and come and get apples and oranges and take them back to the witches and wizards <laughs> in Hogwarts. Nobody but Oprah catch up. Not Oprah um, providing the school lunches at Hogwarts. Yeah, no, absolutely. There can't be butterbeer without Oprah's butter. Uh, <laughs> you No, about. you're right. You have, I, The logic is there. Well, obviously, uh, Fenty Beauty has a lot to uh mm-hmm. to say in in this conversation apparently Fenty beauty is worth or valued at around 2.8 billion mm-hmm. and seeing as how it's a 50 50 venture with rihanna and uh her girls over at moet hennessy louis vuitton right uh Loving half that of that French. money goes right back over to her and then she's got her panty company her panties <laughs> uh <laughs> She got panties by Fenty, yeah. and then I think she also made music at at some point. So there's that. So like, That's just a she, rumor. <laughs> yeah, the rumor has it. Once upon a time, Rihanna sang. Mm-mm. No, that's the Avon lady, and we are happy for her. And may sing again. That's the prophecy. I mean, perhaps, maybe one day. I've not heard her actually say that. I've heard yeah. y'all say that, but. Never heard her be like, yeah, single coming out in two weeks. So y'all might want to let that pipe dream go. It does feel a little weird to be celebrating somebody being a billionaire in the middle of like the world <laughs> burning to hell. But mm. I've always felt like, you know, I just have a soft spot for Black people. And mm. Rihanna is somebody that I have rooted for for a while. So mm. I'm glad to see the success <laughs> and um, yeah, I just, I don't know. That's a complicated feeling, but I'm very happy for her. I mean, I get it. I get it. I think that when I, I look at Rihanna, I think of Rihanna, I think of an Island girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I see, <laughs> although, yeah. you know, she's Beijing. I see, you know, family. I actually have, People from Barbados, my family too. That we're married in, but still, but still, like, that's that's it's family. still family, right? And so I, I just think of this girl coming out of the islands and making a name for herself, and now she's yeah. a fucking billionaire. It's not Me like too. you know, Chris Jenner's kids that were born with millions, and then we're right. like, Mom, I need five million dollars to start a makeup line. You know, yeah. so I'm not impressed by the Kardashians <laughs> becoming ultra wealthy because. They came from wealth in the first place. Yeah, there's a lot of people who magazines and stuff will call self-made billionaires or whatever. It's like, are we were you self-made if you had like a, you know ten million dollars no. before you knew how to open your no. eyes? Oprah is self-made. Rihanna is self-made. Like people who came from literal regular ass or worse backgrounds and managed to turn that into something like. You know, you won at capitalism, and I am happy for you <laughs> <laughs> for that. Good sister. for you. I am. You know, good job. On the heels of that is one Frank Ocean, another nigger who said, suck my dick about music, buy things. Um, he's <laughs> apparently starting. 
Well, he started a, long, a luxury brand of his own. Uh, he's just launched a company called Homer, which is being described as an independent American luxury company. And at the point, at, at this moment, they look to be selling ooh, jewelry, knickknacks, pendants, and scarves. Um, okay. <laughs> it's very um, young gay with money. Yeah. Homer also kind of sounds like someone saying homo with an accent that I can't necessarily place. Homo. Yeah. You know, I definitely heard it. As soon as you said Homer, I was like, hmm. <laughs> Who yeah. decided that? Um, I, I remember reading the explanation. What's the, the, the name Homer represents carving history into stone. And he also has a record. Uh, a company oh. Records. So it's like an extension of the company okay. he has surrounding home and what's but like, Homer like the Frank Odyssey. Okay, <laughs> all right. I was like, uh, all right, okay. This this makes more sense now. You have to get Mama an appointment to go and see the doll at their showroom down in Bowery here in the city. Like, <laughs> you can't. No, Ocean was like shop this. Eat my ass. <laughs> I'm not giving you any music until I feel like it. You're mm-hmm. going to come and get the jewels. And you're you literally going to have to come and get them. We're not on, on Fashion Over or Boohoo or any of the other girls. Beat feet and come down to the establishment, <laughs> to the brick and the mortar. That doesn't make sense. Listen, so I looked at the website, homer.com like Simpson. And the little pieces are cute and stuff. Um uh, like lot not little bracelets, lots of pendants. Some of these pendants give me like a Murakami vibe, which I'm a big fan of cuz I love him. Um and the prices, I didn't really see anything underneath $400. Okay. Um and that was for like the most paltry of the girls and then I saw a fucking I saw a necklace with some pink VVS diamonds and shit in it that was literally like half a million dollars. Oh my god! Apparently, there's a necklace here that's just under one point nine million. Oh, so I don't know goodness. necessarily who the fuck Frank Ocean is talking to. <laughs> <laughs> Not me, bitch. Not me, bitch. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> on one end, appointments available. I love that. <laughs> he's barely been working on this. Uh, for three years, he's been designing stuff in New York, going to Italy to hand make pieces. Oh, wow. The whole company is like dedicated to his family. You know, he lost his 18 year old brother last year in a car crash. And so this is like a labor of love and and stuff for him. Uh, and, you know, there's lots of girls who spend a couple hundred dollars on a brunch look. You know, whether oh, yeah. you boost in or actually have the check. Oh, so some God. of these little girls, some of these pieces, y'all could, you know, stick on a nice little moment if you if you feel like supporting the doll. Mm-hmm. I don't know about, so some of these are fully Migos, Uzi Vert, rap nigga pieces that I can only look at, maybe from afar, and watch them twinkle and glisten. Because yeah. I, I, I... No, nah, you got to have planet money to buy some of that. And that's yeah. clearly outside of my budget. Exactly. But if I Pink wonder, Diamond has not put you on an allowance, <laughs> this isn't the brand for you. I wonder if these silk scarves are like long enough to wrap your hair with. 
I feel like that's the point. I really doubt that Frank Ocean has made a scarf that you can't wrap your hair. I really hope so. Like, I like I want to go to bed. <laughs> I want something I can right. put around my bonnet. So absolutely. And you know, I think I actually might make an appointment since apparently you can't even buy this shit online. Like, go to the no, store or go. Absolutely without. not. Yes. <laughs> Or fuck all the way off. Or fuck you, right. So I might actually make an appointment and go see what Frank Ocean got down there. I'm into like black people and luxury stuff and creating things that last the test of time and stuff that you can like pass down to your kids and grandkids, nieces and nephews and stuff like that. I might, I don't plan on creating offspring, but you know, uh, for the people in my life that do that I care about, I could be like, this is uh for you and i remember when i foolishly spent two thousand dollars right i spent two thousand dollars on this baby doll (laughs) and now it's yours and i can only imagine my like this baby looking up at me like okay and then losing it literally immediately right right after they put it in their mouth yes (laughs) then never seeing it again so, and then it's, it's dead. And that's what you could have just threw that $2,000 away. Yeah. But yes. still, I'm going to go look. I am. I'm going to go look. And if they got some cute scars that are not, you know, $7 million, Seven then I might dollars. get one. <laughs> I really might. So yeah. good, for, good for him. That's Absolutely. fun. Well, word on the street is that whew, Beyonce bake. Period. Beyonce might just be bike. Started my morning with that. I said, look at God beaming down on me. I was listening. I had a four to self-title to Lemonade Power Hour. I love that. <laughs> like, over the weekend. I love that. I don't even know what necessarily prompted it. But I just started listening to four, and I went all the way through to... Uh, mm-hmm to lemonade and then i started black is king and it was when i am like i've been good and this is when i was like okay no i need beyonce Mm -hmm. i've shut my ass up (laughs) you guys have not heard me you know wailing and whining and bitching about Mm it um but something was like oh no beyonce okay yeah what let's talk and like the goddess and the mother and queen that she is, mm-hmm. she said, here, something to soothe your aching gums. <laughs> something. Not your gums. <laughs> I don't know how I imagined myself teething. <laughs> um, <laughs> Beautiful. On that grown Beyonce music. So... Beyonce is covering uh, the September issue of Harper's Bazaar. Um, Shazam. And showing off, I think, some new pieces in the Ivy Park Rodeo collection, which I let you bitches have your fun with these last couple of pieces, but you're going to have to suck my ass this time. Like, <laughs> August 19th comes, and I will be Sandy Cheeks, okay? How <laughs> day. <laughs> Like, you already know I'm not this missing is my the road time though. to fucking shine. Like, yeah. You yeah. know, you already know it. it literally needs no explanation. Everybody knows this is me. So yeah. it needs to happen. Yeah. It and does. that was another thing. That little like artsy fartsy parkwood promo that they did for this new 
uh, Ivy Park collection. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, hey, like, I need songs. I need music. I need visual. I need nerve and dance, uniqueness, uh, talent, charisma. <laughs> I need all of that. And so Beyonce told Harper's Bazaar, she said, I've been in the studio for a year and a half. Sometimes, I mean, I imagine she's always in the studio. Right. I imagine she, like, feeds her kids. Like, goes to the gym, probably, yep. tells her vegan chef what she wants for dinner, and then the rest of her waking hours are spent in the studio. Mm-hmm. Probably so. Or just, like, dreaming up new ways to fuck us all up. Yeah. Just constantly working on that. I love... This interview is great, <laughs> first of all. Um, mm-hmm. And if you haven't read it, you should. But my favorite part is when she talks about like how she's been taking care of herself and she mentions that like her kids are picking up on it and one time she was like looking for blue and blue was like in the tub with her spa music on and her fucking essential oils and her herb blends just taking a break and i just thought this is beautiful yeah (laughs) first of all it falls fully in line with who i believe blue ivy carter to be we know the dog (laughs) which is the the CEO of that household. Like absolutely the pandemic has taken a lot out of her. She spends her days teaching niggas science. She has run around after them children. Right. Beyonce done brought these kids into her house. She got to manage this bitch's uh, studio schedule and make sure she's staying on top of shit. Keep Jay-Z out of the supply store, whatever else. Like Blue has a lot of things to do. So of course Mama had to say, okay, you know what? Calgon, take me away. And just let me go chill the fuck out somewhere. I cracked yeah. up. Just the simple like, visual. <laughs> Blue being like, this family, I am tired. <laughs> if you're not here to pour, like, more hot water in this uh <laughs> or light another candle for me. What are you doing? I'm going to ask you. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. This, this is, is me time. My time, sister. If you could please go. When you Great. decide to go off in a room and lock the door and have your moment, do I come and knock on yeah. the door and ask you what you are doing? Thanks. Don't you have babies to feed or make or something? I mean, that's what you do. See your way. See yourself out. I know you can Bye. find the way. <laughs> There's <laughs> the track lighting on the floor will guide you as you exit <laughs> my yes. private area because I Thank need you. to decompress. It's a pandemic. Your children are stressing me out and I just need a fucking minute. Like I see it and I love it for her. <laughs> Don't come back. <laughs> so funny. Well, um, oh, what else? I need to finish the quote. I literally read the first sentence. Oh, Sometimes my it takes a year for me to personally search the thousands of sounds to find just the right kick or snare. One chorus can have up to 200 stacked harmonies. Still, there's nothing we like know, the bitch. amount of... Right. That's, We've heard it, bitch. I'm not gagging. Garage right here. So there's nothing like the amount of love, passion, and healing that I feel in the recording studio. With all the isolation and injustice over the past year, I think we are all ready to escape, travel, love, and laugh again. I feel a, reson- a renaissance emerging. Yes. And I want to be part of nurturing that escape in any way possible. Mm-hmm. Be our vacation, queen. I need it. Please do. You, you're right. I'm ready to live, laugh, love, travel, all that shit. All that shit you said. I'm ready to do all that. And even though it may not be possible right now, if, if your music will help... <laughs> help me to lie to myself and think that it is <laughs> then bitch injected directly into my veins i just i don't know what she's on right now but i just always expect or lately at least i've expected she's gonna give me 
the round the way ratchetness that I'm looking for. Like she's gonna give me like, okay, here's your ghetto ass bullshit that you want so much. But then she's also Correct. like, I have to challenge myself. Mm-hmm. And then she always makes some fucking like James Blake Bon Iver. Is it Bon Iver? <laughs> I no, dude, I think that me. is Bonnie Fair. I think so. She always makes some fucking like mm-hmm. other shit that I just don't really see coming. You know, some yep. goddamn cold play white stripes Fleetwood Mac ass. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I need that. I need that as well. Mm-hmm. So, Beyonce, honestly, you can say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight on the track, and I'll probably buy it. I was watching, um, I don't know why YouTube uh, suggested this for me, but I appreciated it. It was Whitney Houston singing I Will Always Love You at like the World Music Awards, probably like the year that song came out. Oh, okay. Oh, no. That'll take you down. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was. I was on the ground, but like, I was just like, this woman could literally have just sang happy birthday Mm -hmm. or like the wheels on the bus go round and black ass round because what? Right. It's going to vault me into the stratosphere every fucking time. That voice. And obviously Whitney and Beyonce are different voices and artists and all those things. That's just what I'm like. I think what I'm saying is just give it to me. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Just release it. Yeah. I trust the vision. And I will literally clothesline you motherfuckers for a piece of this <laughs> latest Ivy pork. You're not getting it. Oh, Miss Tina posted on Instagram the other day that she wants Beyonce to do more. She wants more. I think she said country and gospel music. From of course she does. Of course she does. Of course she does. Miss Tina is a grown black woman from Texas, Galveston. Okay, yes, she she is country as shit. All right. So, I first of all, yes, I feel you, and then secondly, I'm hoping that that's like foreshadowing or a little bit of a hint about what this new album is going to be because I would not be mad at that at all. And if she went full yeehaw on this bitch. And had all the remixed daddy lessons and all that kind of... I hope she does. I hope she does. Because I remember when I first heard daddy lessons, it was like my soul could not comprehend that Beyonce was yeah, really was giving beautiful. me this. It was it was, it was was alignment. It was, was the awesome. it was the little star emoji and the little plant emoji. It was all that shit. So, yeah, I feel like she'll do that regardless. I feel like that's... I'm really hoping. <laughs> emphasis on her saying more country and gospel. Yeah. So like. Because it was like... Beyonce doing all these different genres and Miss Tina was like I love this I would yeah, also love great. more of this and mm, this like these a, things. and a Beyonce gospel album would slap it would mm. so I'm not gonna front like it would not be incredible but that country shit with this Ivy Park it just oh I'm just hoping because I feel really activated right now <laughs> like it's I feel like it's coming and my soul is ready to receive it well, from gospel right back to R&B, one puff, diddy daddy, love, combs, love, toast crunch. What? <laughs> I don't know what his name is anymore. <laughs> Sean Love Combs. Love. He's on the September cover of Vanity Fair, which I just saw in my local Dwayne Reed. And he apparently uh, is starting a new label 
exclusively for R&B artists because oh, no. that's the vibe that he is on these days. Mm-mm. He said an all R&B label because, quote, I feel like R&B was abandoned and it's a part of our African-American culture. Abandoned by whom? I don't know. Labels, maybe? Oh, okay. So he's just saying something. I mean, there's plenty of people doing R&B, but all right, keep keep talking. I mean, it's a common, it's a common statement made because what's, what's pushed to the forefront of quote-unquote R&B, as you've said on the show, is oh, a Justin lot of Bieber? the Ty Dolla Sign, Bieber, Trey Songs Brown, where they're essentially saying, like, they're, they, they rap to right. a melody. They're just, I'm just like Ari Lennox and Victoria Monet. I mean, <laughs> yes. Certainly. The girls are out here <laughs> like, is all I'm saying. You know, Snow Allegra is out yeah. here singing. SZA, I believe, is... and I mean, mm. Ledissi. You've got Givion. Ledissi. <laughs> you, listen, I can... That's another voice. I could listen to Lettuce sing anything four for four menu. Anything. That woman's voice is stupid. Like it doesn't make sense her voice. So I totally agree. When she sang on pose, I was like, oh, rewind this whole scene. She is incredible. I need additional vocals. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I get the the popular sentiment, but I'm just like, if you just scratch underneath that niggafied, bieberfied surface, there is R&B out there. (laughs) He knows better. This is capitalism. And who (laughs) who needs Diddy to start? Who who is excited about signing with Diddy? Honestly, when you're in the mud... And you're just looking for a window, a door, a gate, and you feel like you're smarter than everybody. Or uh, mm. I, I'm not going. It's not going to be me. Yeah, lots of people because people want their shot. It's hard out here. I get. I mean, if you can get a decent deal, then great. But you know, you're going to need your own independent attorney to review that contract. That's all I to say about that. A few of them. Well, he claims. <laughs> He's not signing any artists. Well, what the... He oh, said, all right. because if you know better, you do better. I'm doing 50-50 partnerships with pure transparency. What? That's the thing. We can own the genre. We don't own hip-hop right now. We have a chance to, and I'm going to make sure that we own R&B. 50-50 part. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know, because I don't do this. <laughs> I'm assuming that, like, rather than being like, I'm signing you as my artist, and basically you're going to be paying me by way of everything that you make for all that we're spending on you. This is like, it sounds like we're all in this together. (laughs) Your masters and all of your shit, but I'm nice to you. I don't really know. Right. Like, is it, is it? 50-50 50-50 ownership of the masters, too. We're splitting the profits no and the losses equally. Like, I'm incurring the costs and and we're doing everything just straight down the middle, me and you. That's very interesting. I have no idea. Because who has and the honestly, money for that? 
since making the band, I kind of just let Puff say what he said. Yeah. And then I just see what happens. Sometimes I think that he honestly gets up and he seems like the part like the type of person who probably gets up at like 5 15 a.m. Mm-hmm, probably every morning and like has like probably cracks open eggs and just guzzles them down raw <laughs> egg white you know what i mean right and and then it's just like how can i be a different nigga today and like different in the sense of like i'm gonna i'm gonna say some shit or bring some shit to the gram that is like individual that is like yeah. you know what i mean like i feel like he always just gets up on some like motivation kick of like i got this and we get into it I'm puffy. Okay. Harlem. Well, I don't know. So, <laughs> I... Harlem world. This, I don't... And also, why not... What's the difference between that and bad boy? Is bad boy not a thing anymore? Oh, I don't think so. Why is he not... Is anybody signed to bad boy? I don't... I have But maybe no this idea. is just for R&B, but then that begs the question, why? Why would that... Why? What would the... Di- I don't... So, like you said, I'm gonna just sit back and wait to see what yep. Puff put on the wall next, because I don't understand this, but <laughs> I think that's because it's not meant for me to get, so... He also apparently has his own uh, new album, R&B album, coming out... I no, the hell he don't. Ember. Um... And he's also um, revolving around some dating rumors uh, that he and one young Carisha Miami the third. Yeah, get to the back. Might be a quiet couple after they were seen looking very expensive and holding hands at a. Uh, Pierre Thomas, quality control CEO at his birthday party in Atlanta last month. I think, no, that was in June. Um, And then recently there was like a quick post and delete <coughs> of Carisha sitting in his lap, drinking his tequila while he looked <laughs> faded. <laughs> it might have been at the strip club or something. I don't know what's going on with this. And I'm also like, I don't hate it. I feel like yeah, I part of it. my spirit is really fascinated and entertained and entertained. And another mm-hmm. part is like, what? I mean, I want Carisha to run this nigga up. Like, <laughs> and I'm sure she is, but how can he keep up? I don't right. That's the thing. And he probably loved it. He probably loved that he can't keep up. And she but Yeah. <laughs> he like, whoo, hell, young thing, wearing me the hell out. He, I bet he does, but he's also She's like a Miami girl, nigga. It, like, that's what I'm saying. She cannot possibly be spending any of her own money. Like, Christian, <laughs> <laughs> not stupid, right? She's <laughs> like, not. And if you listen to her music, <laughs> hello, why would she ever? So I mean, he's also like a cool 25 years older than her. So I'm like, like, <laughs> like, girl, you, what you got to tell yourself in order to. <laughs> to do that with a straight you're face. right though i've always felt like a lot of these niggas they do gravitate to towards the younger folks because they keep them like mm-hmm. they make them, them feel young. like youthful and yeah. you know what's everybody talking about where's where's 
the latest blase blah 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 but you always like want to go and do something mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, she will encourage you to not go to bed at 7 exactly to actually reach the after hours mm-hmm. after you know live shuts down right you going to bed at 7 45 a.m nigga after we yes done, after we done put the whole seat we got in bed nigga <laughs> another <laughs> club <laughs> another club plane jet bus so like no i don't know sleep. what this is no sleep this definitely gives me carisha's having a good time yeah not paying her bills right hasn't driven or been driven in her own vehicle in months, in months. hasn't paid for a single diamond or chicken wing right. and i'm into it i want and that he, for her you know i do i really want that for carisha so good for her good for her i agree as well everyone have a good time and, you know. He finna just go buy her them square toe Bottega shoes in every fucking color with the lace up. All them, all the, the boots and shit. <laughs> he finna go buy all that shit. <laughs> and good for her. He, she probably also makes him laugh. Okay. Like, she probably, like, I, mean, I, I can see imagine Carisha telling jokes, but. <laughs> I don't, she doesn't tell jokes. She's funny. Like, I don't think that Carisha. Okay. No. I think she knows now. Yeah. But I, she's just funny. She exists, and you laugh just by virtue of. You just This is sounding shady. This is sounding shady. I don't mean it like that. There's just a way that she says things. Like think about the way that she said, "I don't like that." Oh yeah, that is funny. And how that became a meme. She just has a way that she says things that makes people laugh. Okay, that's and true. Sometimes I wonder if if that's annoying. You ever, like, met someone or been a person who, like, every single thing that you say, somebody laughs at it, even when you're not joking? And you're Um, like, okay, bitch, like, am I a court jester, bitch? Like, I actually, I'm I'm hungry. Like, I actually want to just go get food. Right. Like, I wasn't playing when I said my my pinky toe hurt. It really do hurt. (laughs) So... But people, niggas just be cracking up. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, they probably balance each other out. And I bet when they are around each other, they have a good time. So as long as she's spending his money, I'm very happy for her. Well, I think just last week or before we talked about Aaliyah's music not being on streaming services. Lying again. And here we are. Wrong. Again. Again. It's what we do. Apparently, Ali's uncle, uh, founder of Black Round Records, uh, <sighs> has set up a new deal with streaming services where he will be releasing not only Aaliyah's Black Round albums, but pretty much everybody. everything over at Black Round <laughs> Records, yep, everybody. including records from Timbaland, JoJo. Uh, Tony Braxton's Libra album is finally going to be able to go up. <laughs> um, and so Barry Hankerson, Aaliyah's uncle, you know, they have this odd rollout. Like, it's not all not just going up either. Like, they have a schedule like Netflix or something where mm, okay. they're going to be releasing or uploading the albums to stream in chronological order over of a release period of time. Yeah. Okay. So like one in a million is set to drop August 20th. Um, and then 
Timbaland Magoo's album and Timbaland's solo album, August 27th. On September 3rd, they're going to release the soundtracks for Romeo Must Die and Exit Wounds. And so, like, that's the plan. Okay. You know what I mean? From, like, starting August 20th through to, like, end of September, they're going to be releasing a whole bunch of shit, including JoJo's first two albums, like I said, Tank's, uh, three of Tank's albums, including Force of Nature, Love and Pain. <sighs> Black Round Records is now apparently referred to referring to itself as Black Round Records 2.0. Okay. So... Barry finally found a way, I guess, to crawl out of debt or something and has decided to, you know, say, here, girl, you can stream you can have it. <laughs> my late niece's music. Um, of course, this has not come without sketch. Right. Because Barry Hankerson. Because Barry Hankerson. Right. Raggedy. Full stop. Mm-hmm. Um... Aaliyah's estate, her family released a statement after this that, I mean, you can go to Aaliyah's Twitter or I think the Instagram page and read it. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But essentially, <laughs> what they were, essentially, it all boils down to them saying, we care about protecting her legacy. We're not even going to get into how much bullshit this is. We don't know anything about this. We know yeah. about just as much as you do, if not less. Right. And no one has said anything to us. No one has talked to us about accounting for the estate. No one has been transparent with us about any of it. But you know what? We're not going to do too much before everybody start blaming us for every motherfucking thing. So have at it, girls. You win. <laughs> like, that's how. <laughs> yeah, that statement was acerbic. <laughs> it was basically them being like, once again, this nigga is on some bullshit. We yeah. don't know what the fuck going on. And we're tired. And JoJo have said fun. the same thing. Literally, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone was just kind of like JoJo was like, um, if you stream that, I will not get paid. So please stream so, my re-recordings because yeah, I don't get paid off that. But you know, right. God bless everyone. So of course it's like some stank deal where he wins and the artists lose. Kind of Absolutely. Like puffy, which is why I'm really confused about this whole <laughs> new label thing. But um yeah i i guess y'all are excited like i saw a lot of very wild and weird conversations about Aaliyah's music coming to streaming services which lets me know that the pandemic is really fucking with you niggas brains like niggas was talking about y'all better not let Aaliyah flop and <laughs> what i don't like so first of all you can't flop 20 years after your last album came out like the the there's no such thing as flopping at this point. The music has been released. This isn't... I get that. What does she have to lose? There's nothing... There, Like, what competition, girl? It's already come out. There is no flop. It's not possible to flop. It's already been out. It's just we now available for the you. music. But it's not... <laughs> so niggas are weird. Um, but I don't know. I guess I just count myself amongst the blessed because I already have Aaliyah's catalog. Girl, and I don't have to worry about paying R. Kelly. Why don't you chime in? <laughs> I'm not doing. Why that. don't you chime right on in? Because that's me, and yeah. that is the camp that I'm subscribed to. Yeah. Let I'm me tell you like, something. Oh, I already got the Aaliyah music that I need. So uh, God bless and I mean, everyone else. I don't know all the specifics to you know what a, R. Kelly would make and what he would not. I do imagine that at this point, most of what he is making is going to legal Them fees legal and these. Yeah. Maybe he can get like a 3.4 ounce bag of Funyuns. But 
either way, as you just stated, children, once upon a time, music was released on CDs, even prior to that Mm -hmm. on other things. But when I grew up, when I grew up, most of the time I got my music on CDs. CD stands for compact disc. It's a circle. And you will put it in your computer and then your computer would read it and be like, oh, it's music on here. And so iTunes at that time would be like, hey, girl, it's music on here. You want to put this on, on your computer and shit mm-hmm. so you can listen to it later? And I'll be like, yes, because get this, girls, there wasn't a streaming thing. No. Like, there were, you couldn't just play the song no, and listen to it. it. You had to buy it. You had to, to pay for it if you mm-hmm. wanted to hear it. Um, so we did. And then we would put it on there. And many of us still have that. I still have, I still have the CD somewhere. I still have them. Somewhere. I don't but even I need to still have them tracks. Right. I don't. It is on my device and it is on my external hard drive. So I have Aaliyah's music. I do. I have on my it. hard drive. I own it. Like and I legally, still own an iPod. That's mine. Like Yeah. Like I I purchased my copy of that. And so yes. I'm not pressed about this streaming situation, especially not no dumbass arguments y'all are having about it. Like that lady is gone. The idea that Stan Wars would erupt over who charted what after that lady has been dead for 20 years is deeply fucking weird. It's like, so y'all, strange. Y'all desperately need some sunshine and some time in the grass because the internet is ruining you. Imagine yeah. having that debate with somebody. Bitch, I'm literally not going to argue with you about that. I refuse. Y'all sound so fucking weird. Y'all sound so fucking weird. So I'm not going to do it. But for the for the youth who, you know, didn't have an allowance or weren't born back when Leah's music first came out, then, you know, I guess I'm glad that you will finally get the chance to hear it. Yeah, good for you. Yay. Yay. We're proud. What a time to be alive. We're excited. Let us know what you like. Unfortunately, this news also comes alongside news that uh, Barry is working on a new Aaliyah album. Oh, no. I rebuked that. Featuring unreleased Aaliyah music. No. And as of now, uh, it's being reported that it will have features from Drake, Future, Chris Brown, and Snoop Dogg. Nope, 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 and nope. Barry, what the fuck is wrong with you, nigga? Everything. What is your problem? Greed. Not a single woman, nigga? Oh, like, what the fuck? No, thank you. Drake and Future? Now, I get Drake is obsessed with her, but Future? (laughs) Chris Brown? Girl, the internet bullied Drake into not producing an Aaliyah album like seven, eight years ago. And he deserved that. He deserved that. And did. (laughs) And did. She didn't know you. No regrets. Exactly. Remember that weird tattoo? Remember? Is it gone? I hope so. I prayed that he went to somebody and got it lasered off, but maybe he didn't. I mean, he's tattooed at this point a few of uh, his faves. And no shade. I feel like Drake went ahead and got some Sade tattoos and other shit just to sort of make up for the weirdness of that Leo one. I really do. I feel like he started being like, who else can I tattoo on here? Because it's really (laughs) like the girls are clocking out strange this is. But either way... Like Drake Future no. Christopher Brown, what? bitch. <laughs> what? Why? Like, I want to think that Aaliyah would probably be working with, like, you know, Summer or her 
or like Khalid. You know. Like a. You know, Janae Aiko, I could even see. Uh, I would see. Yeah, there I you could, go. There's a lot of different options. A little Janae. You picked the niggeriest of the niggas. <laughs> it's like, and you, and the thing that annoys me uh, among many things. Yeah, because this is, is irritating. Like, you know, uh, he said it's a little distasteful. Barry Hankerson said it, it's a little <sighs> distasteful. That so many people have been angry with him because the music hasn't come out when they wanted it to. You know what's distasteful, Barry? Rather than you considering what your niece would have wanted her music to sound like and who she would have wanted to work with, you're considering how much money you can make yes. off of how classic and like mm-hmm. amazing and iconic and legendary her voice and sound. Right. Is. That's all that you're doing. You know what's distasteful? The fact that you introduced her to the grown, disgusting-ass nigga that married and allegedly got her pregnant when she was underage and then continued to work with him after everyone found out about it. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. (laughs) I said it before. I feel like these albums are just niggas being like, "Mm, I need to get all the money I thought I was going to get when your ass was alive. Because why else have you been sitting on these tracks for so long? And are they even finished? No. Who's, whose vocals are, you know what? It don't Would even matter. Would she even have never wanted going to listen us to, that. to hear Right. That. Would she have even, were they even ready for the public to hear? I'm not going to listen to that. I'm sorry. I simply won't. I will not. And I think Timbaland is working on that album too, which is confusing as fuck. Wow. But a track is a track. I mean, I guess so for, for some, some people. people. And and there are plenty of people who will stream it. Probably the same niggas that went to Atlanta right. for Kanye's listening Absolutely. party slash All super spreader event. Yes. <laughs> Y'all probably will, but um, I won't. I don't need it. And I will not partake. So There isn't a flavor on earth mm-hmm. that's going to get me to give a fuck about that. No. Nope. I just want to put a bookmark in that in case anybody gave a fuck or had a curiosity. <laughs> in case you were that you concerned. You ain't spicing nothing up to get me to care about that. And I genuinely hope everybody has a good time. I'm not even on some like, man, why isn't everybody <laughs> feel the way that I Like, I don't care. Man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I truly don't. But if you expect me to join, I don't give a fuck. Everybody have a blast. Last but not least, um, I'm just going to (laughs) say... Last thing I have on here is this Jesse J. Nicki Minaj bang bang thing. I love this stupid shit. I love it. It's so dumb. So, for whatever reason, Jesse J. was speaking to Glamour about... Uh, this song Bang Bang that came out in 1924. Like, this old-ass song that nobody... But anyway, she was talking about the song and she tells them Max Martin wrote Bang Bang and Ariana, who's one-third of it, mm-hmm. had been played it. I'd been played it and we both loved it. We just said, why don't we both do it? So Ariana stayed on the second verse. I recorded the verse, the first verse. And then Nikki was played it in the studio and was like, I've got to jump on this. We didn't go to her and ask. She wanted to do it. I'll never forget. I was in my bedroom in my flat in London and I got sent the version with Nikki on it. I just sat on the end of my bed holding my phone, staring at the floor going, how the fuck did I land this? I literally felt like I had won a competition. 
<laughs> so that made its rounds. The Barb sent this over to their queen, <laughs> and she replied on Twitter saying, Babe at Jesse J. I didn't hear the song and asked to get on it. The label asked me to get on it and paid me. How would I have heard the song? Child, what am I, the damn song monitor? Snooping around for songs, child? (laughs) The damn song monitor is so funny. That sent me. I'm sorry. Like, that sent me. This was so unnecessary, but I'm not going to act like I didn't laugh because I absolutely did. She said, child, what am I, the damn song monitor? Snooping around for songs, child. (laughs) I love you. Oh, God. She said, this was said by another artist recently as well. Y'all gotta stop. Love you. I didn't even look into who the other artist is. One of the barbs can tell me if you give a shit. I still listen to this podcast. Um, so... (laughs) This actually brought more attention to whatever the fuck Jesse J was talking about Mm -hmm. than Jesse J's actual comment. Yeah, because who's reading Glamour magazine and who the fuck gives a damn about the song Bang Bang in the year 2021? (laughs) I was not thinking about it. I'm gonna be honest. It was a holy cash grabby, unnecessary pop song then. And it is now. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand why we're doing this. But anyway, Nikki wasn't for it. And she, in her own passive aggressive way, (laughs) responded. What am I? (laughs) The barbs sank all of their stingers directly into Jesse J. Lord. (laughs) Um, And then on top of this, Ariana also co-wrote the song with Max Martin. She didn't hear it or get oh. played the song Ooh. either. So Jesse's entire story was incorrect. Damn. But apparently this was a story that she was given. Miscommunication. Not surprised. On the parts <laughs> of, you know, unnamed, unseen people who work in these camps, I guess. And so that is uh, what led to the dragging. Jesse went on her Instagram and apologized while also posting like 10 different memes of herself uh, regarding this uh, Nicki Minaj drama, <laughs> most from Ariana and Nicki Minaj stands. Um, but she kind of like apologized while also saying it's not that deep and laughing about it. And saying that she still feels like she won a competition. What a great way to celebrate the <laughs> seven-year anniversary of a song. Let's all go to dinner. Rah, rah, rah. This whole thing was so silly. Like, it, it was, was so... But I enjoyed it. Wholly unnecessary. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, like, a lot of people were trying to... Were giving Nikki grief for the way that she responded. Because we're like, well, obviously, Jesse was, like, not trying to be shady. And she was excited to... Blah, blah, blah. That is obvious. But I feel like Nikki doesn't care for her or care about her. And she was like, I was impressed to jump on nobody's goddamn song, much like every other feature I've ever been on. Right. Someone came to me and said, Here is a large sum of cash. Can you do that rap thing you do? And I agree. I feel for Jesse because. 
one thing these labels and publicists and managers and other reps will do is lie to you. And so they probably did gas our right the fuck on up. <laughs> they probably were like, oh, Ariana heard it. Ariana did a verse. And well, Nikki heard it and Nikki can't wait to jump on it. And the fact that she like really fell for it is kind of adorable. But you know what? Now, you know. And I, I saw some clip where niggas had pulled it up where Nikki was talking about how she had first heard the song and niggas was acting like this clip refuted what Nikki said, but, or what, um, like Nikki's defense of herself, but it really didn't. It was just her being, I mean, she has to hear the song to do it. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And like Nikki does so many features and especially then Nikki was like absolutely everywhere girl. So of course niggas was constantly sending her music. I just don't. She didn't say she never heard it. Dumbass. Right. What she said she didn't was, I didn't go it looking for it. Fight to get right. on it. They paid her to do it. But That's her obviously, job. somebody presented it to Nikki. They're like, hmm, we want a female rap voice on this. Gee, seven years ago, who do we ask? <laughs> she recorded an acapella rap verse and then just sold it. <laughs> just said, if it fits a beat, you guys just take Y'all it. Like, fucking dumb. Obviously, somebody pay- played it for her and she liked it and jumped on it. And so then they sent it to Jesse J, who had a meltdown in her apartment. And all that is fine. As one would. Right. Who wouldn't? It's just funny to me that like somebody was like, oh, babes, you're big time because. Yeah. Nikki (laughs) Nikki Minaj was sniffing around and. (laughs) Yeah. And heard this track and was like, pretty please. (laughs) She heard the song and she went. Yes, 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 you need your friends Ooh, to that like, was a deep reference I'm like, proud of that one remember that time we did an interview and the person's reps told us that our podcast absolutely I talk about this all of the time all the time we like, and then the girl has no idea who we are and then bitches really be like oh be feeling away when we like don't like jump through hoops or want to do interviews and stuff when they have right. stuff to promote it's like, no shade I'm still sweetie. gonna buy it I still support and stuff like that but right. y'all really be like it's fine. But imagine me really believing that and then going around and telling people. Oh, I, listen, I damn sure did it. loves my podcast. <laughs> I damn sure didn't. You can't do you. They're in a single walking bitch that you right. gonna hear. I told them, let me tell you. <laughs> right. Because no. I knew that shit wasn't true. I was like, yeah, no, I, I actually was just like, oh, okay, wow, that's so cool. I'm willing to do it. Like, I'm here to do the interview and I'm happy about it, but you don't have to gas me up, sweetie. You don't like, have to lie. I'm I'm here in hair and makeup right now. You don't have to lie I to me. Absolutely <laughs> thought of that exact same thing when I wrote about this story. Because they'll do it. They will. They will fucking Between lie your publicist you. and your like manager yep. or labels and yep. stuff, they will absolutely come to you. They sure will. And be like, oh my goodness, let me tell you about how Nicki Minaj, we didn't even have to Unsolicited lying. Unsolicited. We just said Jesse and Nicki cried. She broke down in tears at the mere thought of being able to work with your talent in person. Yes, babe. So exciting in it. And I'm sure she... <laughs> just was like wow i'm big time now so i mean but now you know jesse and now you know (laughs) these hoes be lying girl they do they will lie they be lying and if you had just you know stepped outside your excitement for half a second that probably would have clicked back then but it's all right Mm. because also like jesse said this is not that deep it really is it is not we have real problems in this world and she was clearly being very like reverential and still super hyped that nikki agreed to do it so yeah this is really about when you believe. This is what stands do. Stands <laughs> no, make a mountain out of nothing. This is what y'all do. 
This isn't same script, different cast. Like, we'll live. <laughs> Let's talk about an, a fucking record, okay? Yeah. We're okay. Right. We're, we're fine. All right. Well, that wraps up this week's oh, uh, pop culture segment, Hot Talks. And so we're going to take a break and come back to do letters and things. Hey, y'all. There's a famous Abraham Lincoln quote that says, good things come to those who wait. But that's only part of it. The full quote is, good things come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. (laughs) Is that true? Who knows? But if you're a business owner and you want the best people on your team, the same concept applies. Thankfully, ZipRecruiter puts the hustle in your hiring so you find qualified candidates fast. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's smart technology finds top talent for your roles right away. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's matching technology starts showing you qualified people for it. There's a lot of really great people out there looking for employment. So let ZipRecruiter give you the hiring hustle you need. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash the read to try it for free. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash T-H-E-R-E-A-D. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So go hire somebody. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are Distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Here are feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us listen now to black stories black truths from npr wherever you get podcasts but prior to that of course we have to do that's right it's computer sports shorts the short moment where we talk about sports with me And this week, we're here to talk about Team USA, specifically the United States women's basketball team, and how they conquered the girls over at Tokyo, winning over Japan 90 to 75. That's right. We're talking about women in sports this week. Trade, this isn't about you. It okay. never was. Like it, you didn't you don't it, it, it. never best, will be. You stomach this portion of the program while your girlfriend or wife is listening to it in the other room. Mm-hmm. And at best. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for not divorcing. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. So <clears throat> 90 to 75 girls, team USA for the win. Seventh consecutive gold medal for women's basketball at the Olympics. And they fucking earned it. One Brittany Griner raising somebody else's kids isn't holding her back for her talent. Because, honey, she had a fresh 30 points 
at this game over Japan. She was 14 of 18 from the field, bitch. Rebounded two of her misses, but then quickly sank them. Thank you. Okay, so don't even get it twisted because the doll was present and accounted for. Along she with was. Asia Wilson, who was who had 19 points, 18 of 13 field goals, seven assists. Brianna Stewart was also present with 14 points. What a trio. What a triad of powerful, <laughs> towering female talent. 14 rebounds and five assists for Brianna Stewart. Oh, Japan, they did their thing. They did their thing, but they were simply outclassed by the might and the wit and the skill of, of, of the women's basketball sports conglomerate out of the United States of America. Okay. <laughs> and Sue Bird and Diana Tarasi, first basketball players ever to win five gold medals at the Olympics yeah. ever. See you in Paris, says Diana. Uh, 2024, the next Olympics are in are in in Paris, Paris and Gay Paris. I'm on French Duolingo now. Oh, okay. And they taught you how to say yeah. Paris. Wow, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Okay, I'm happy. And yeah, girl, five uh, um medals and height and talent for sports. Ooh. Um, okay. And that is it. A real <laughs> short one this week. <laughs> Women's basketball. Oh, man. I love that Tarasi thinks she's going to be playing again in the next... I mean, she'll be 43 years old. <laughs> what do you think about a, a woman at that age still competing? And do you think she'll make the team? Let me tell you something. If there's one thing about women, it's you don't count them out. Okay, yeah. Built for the long haul (laughs) and grit and birth and strength. Okay. And athleticism. And let me tell you something else, Mm. okay? Tom Brady has been playing football for... He plays football... (laughs) He played football. <laughs> Where is this going? Tom Brady played football until he was 77 years old. <laughs> Tom Brady is now... <laughs> Tom Brady is now 93 years of age. Oh, wow. And legend has it, he still plays catch with his children and dogs. Okay. And so I would say don't count out Diana Taurasi, mm-hmm. Tarasi, Tiramisu, because okay. she can do whatever her mind. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it so cute to see Megan Rapinoe cheering for her boo and being all hype? I love lesbians. You do. That's a fact. That's not even a joke. It, no, it really is. <laughs> They're my favorite person. <laughs> like, type of person, lesbian. Yeah. So, I'm all for it. I love it. Um, can't help uh, but wonder what it might be like in the head of one Brittany Griner. Mm. 
We don't have to relive. Well, I mean, that's it's so funny because Brittany is not actually raising them, that girl's children. She's just paying child support. Um, Same. <laughs> and she's uh, remarried now anyway, I'm pretty sure. I figured. She's a life. So, I mean, right. And she's Brittany Griner. She wasn't going to stay single for long. Hello. But, uh, <laughs> please, everybody trying to climb that Brittany tree. Please be serious. Come um, on. <laughs> But, uh, damn, what was I talking about? I forgot it just that fast. You were talking about the fact that... Um, Dykes. <laughs> Something about... Yeah, lesbian and Megan... Um, yeah, Megan Megan Rapinoe's fiancé. Yeah. Whose I'm name is... <laughs> whose name is one of power, strength... Oh, my God. Victory and talent. And honestly, if you don't know it, I don't even know what you're doing here. I mean, so that's it for Kid Fury Sports Shorts <laughs> <right>. this week. <laughs> you guys are welcome as usual. And um, learned so much. Yeah, of course. That's why we're here, girls. All right, we'll take a break and come back. I just realized my mic was pointed in a weird direction. So okay, as long I'm as sure you can hear it. But whatever. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, folks, it's time. To get back to it with your listener letters. Yes, it is. Send your questions to asktherita at gmail.com. We may read them aloud on the show. We have a very quick question this week um, to start things off from Michelle, who said, Hope you're both doing well. I know live shows aren't a thing right now and maybe never will be again. Crying emoji. But I'm curious if you guys had writers for your live shows. And if so, what's on them? If you don't, what crazy things would you ask for the next time you have a live show? Thanks. And I love you, Michelle. Do you remember this? Like, no. You don't remember like asking for <laughs> random bullshit in the dressing room for live shows? I mean, I've never... I feel like the only thing that I remember specifically asking for or asking to be in the dressing room is Hennessy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't think that I've, I'm ever particular about what's waiting for me besides liquor. And a lot of the times we didn't even drink. <laughs> like, a lot of times it would just be bottles That's true. of Hennessy back if there. If we just didn't. And people kept yeah. bringing stuff, even though we kept telling y'all to yes, not. Y'all kept doing that, which was so nice but yeah i just remember first asking for hennessy and then for casamigos um yeah we did that was you you yeah, like the casamigos i condition. really casamigos really had a hold on me and still does honestly and now like, it has a hold on the whole community <laughs> niggas We're can't all, leave it alone niggas yeah. cannot leave it alone i understand yeah. um but yeah basically that and like um i don't know just like random small things like Make sure I have a, a chopped Caesar salad or something like something just random and and small. But really, we didn't have like it wasn't like a Mariah Carey. Make sure I have pink glitter toilet paper and nothing but orange Skittles. Imagine. No, <laughs> we're not we're not that high maintenance for like rioters that must be fulfilled or else we're not going on stage. Like it, it was never yeah. like that. So. I, at first, when you read this, I was like, I thought they meant writer, like W R I, like T E R. Okay, yeah. go. And I was like, bitch, we lucky if we know what the fuck we gonna talk about by right. on stage. Much less have some something written. Yeah, no. Um, but this show is never scripted ever. <laughs> ever. But, um, yeah, I feel like it would be liquor, but then there was also like, I think Alex just 
knowing certain stuff we liked, but just have it there. Yeah. You know, like, like I would, would talk about, <laughs> right, we, we would talk about, like, chips we liked or our favorite type of water, like, you know, bottled water or something. And so sometimes we would show up and it would be, like, the Purple Bag of Doritos or, like, Haribo Gummy Bears, yeah. Essentia, something like, like that would be in there just because. You, you get me. <laughs> yeah. Because this is what I need. But requests, no, I don't think there was anything ever besides Hennessy. And then, yeah, like. You saying the salad thing reminded me that sometimes we would have to go to the venue or whatever, and I haven't eaten, you haven't eaten. Right. So just And it would be like, something, please girl. food. Please. Please food. Because <laughs> it will be hours before we rest. <laughs> I will tell each one of these people during a Q&A to fuck their, themselves <laughs> and their mom if I don't get a chicken wing <laughs> before we start. Somebody, I, I still think about that angel who brought us that trough of chicken from Publix at our Miami show that was several like, years ago. What an angel you are. I hope that person is having a good ass day wherever I they truly are right do. now. Yeah. yeah. But if we ever have live shows again, <laughs> trust that my list is going to be Lysol, Clorox, yeah. <laughs> Fabuloso, Air Purifier. I mean, that might N95s. be the venue's list <laughs> if, it's, if we brook in the right places. Honestly, that should just be. They should have hand sanitizing stations. Yeah. Regardless of where that we ask. But yes, I definitely think now it's going to be like, yeah. Well, yeah I mean, if it's ever safe to do that again, I'm going to have like, fine. yeah, going to need an air purifier in my dressing room and going to need an amphitheater because I just can't imagine being in a, ugh, like I get nervous. Like part of me thinks, oh, it would be fun to, you know, be in front of the audience again. And cause it's just something special about doing live shows. And then part of me is like, oh girl, but it's uh, also a comedy show. So if we're doing germs. our jobs, well, people are going to be Laughing. opening their mouths. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the, the droplets, the droplets will be everywhere. It's, mm-hmm. it's an airborne girl. So mm-hmm. kind of nervous about it, but you know, we'll see sister. Thank you for the question. Right. Our next letter comes from Francie, who says, hey, y'all, I've been listening to you since I was in the seventh grade and I just graduated from Excuse high school. Excuse the fuck out of me. Don't Listen. you ever disrespect me. <laughs> I wanted to go to an HBCU real bad, but then I got a full scholarship to a PWI near my home. I haven't gotten any other offers anywhere near that big, so I could not turn it down. The area I live in isn't all white, but the school pretty much is. As I scrolled through the Facebook group that they made for incoming freshmen, I got increasingly nervous because I can count on one hand the number of black people that I saw. My question is, how can I deal with the racism that I will likely face on campus and try to make friends? If you all have ever been in all white spaces, what was your experience like and how did you deal with it? Thanks, Francie. I mean, Francie. Yikes. Have you ever been around mostly Caucasians? I mean, my mama tried. She <laughs> <laughs> <Nothing> tried. <laughs> she really tried it with me with like prep schools and private schools and stuff like that, Christian academies and shit like that right when I was a kid. And by the time I got to maybe like seventh grade she was like this baby wants to be around niggas and i don't really know that there's anything <laughs> go off <laughs> i can't keep him like not in, like no a more. more matter it was <laughs> that matter of fact but it was like like i even remember her trying to like send me to certain schools that were like predominantly white and stuffy and maybe like i don't 
no, I don't want to do that. Like, I want to go to school with kids that are like in this neighborhood and look like me and all like, I don't want to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And, you know, thankfully, uh, my parents also had um, two boys right behind me. They were like, I don't care. (laughs) So they they went with. <laughs> they went to much nicer schools and shit like that, and actually made things of themselves and like you know finished their education. Um, but yeah, I I knew I think pretty early on I couldn't do it, and that like too many white people make me nervous or whatever the line is from Get Out. And yeah, so that's right. I don't know, like I. I feel like the default situation in situation in circumstances like that is to yeah kind of like look out for refuge for a safe space mm-hmm. and that may be in a few other black classmates or non-white classmates you meet or prayerfully some organizations um because many times schools like that will have whether it's like an official group that is like recognized and funded by the school or some off-campus shit that is just like hey me and the other three niggas that go to this school decided to create a collective so that we don't blow our heads off yep i would start doing the research now for those types of things so maybe you like find a place to land Mm-hmm. And also try not to maybe rely on campus life. So, you know, like mm-hmm. find your den, <laughs> whatever yes! the, the den is. <laughs> I love Find this. your place away from school that can also be, you know, refuge because, ooh, you're in for it. Right. God bless you, baby. <laughs> I know school starts in like three weeks, so it's probably too late for scholarships and all that, but. If you can get something that's close to a full ride <laughs> at an HBCU and pay like $500 out of pocket or something, if that's not like not crazy, then I would probably do that just to be real with you as somebody who went to a PWI. If I could find a way to swing it at an HBCU, I probably would do that. But this is a full scholarship. You know, like I said, school starts in three minutes, so it's not. I'm sure that that's like probably not that feasible. But like you, Fury said, find the niggas. Um, Even even if you can if you can count them all on one hand, then girl, let it be the five finger bandits, and it's just I'm saying, (laughs) and you niggas just stick together. Like uh, find find the people of color, and if your school is anything like. Um, the schools that I went to, then all the niggas hang out in one spot anyway. We got yes. one section <laughs> in the fucking union <laughs> where niggas is just being loud and, and black and ghetto. We used to all be in the computer lab starting at like 9 p.m. This is back when <laughs> niggas still used computer labs. <laughs> but we would be, it. we turned it into the club computer lab. Everybody was just in the computer lab on MySpace, on Black Planet. No, on Black Planet editing a page and hollering at each other while using the computers. Like we just, even though it was a majority white campus, we found each other. Um, Cause we needed each other. We was not going to make it without yes. each other. So if your school has a black student association, I highly suggest finding them niggas. 
Um, and yeah, as far as making friends, I would try it with the with the colored people first. Yes. <laughs> not saying you can't have white friends because I did meet cool white people on campus, but that was not Absolutely. What, it's not it wasn't my goal. It wasn't my aim. It wasn't what I was looking for necessarily. So if you happen to find white allies along the way, great. But I would just yeah, I would focus but it's on like- finding the blacks. The unfortunate thing about, um, I feel like being of that age in high school, college, and and stuff now, and being surrounded by mostly white students, is like it's not just like the, you know, fucking hick mouth racist white kids that you have to be worried about. You also gotta have to be worried about like these fucking pseudo progressive liberal. Oh no, they the worst ones. That like. The ones who think they extra woke? Oh, my God. Yeah. It's oh, like, no. Bitch, you can also shut the fuck up and get away from me. Like, right. And you should. All, and you should. <laughs> and, and you <please>. should. <laughs> Argue with me about what black people need and <laughs> what is racism. Harambe! I Not Harambe! <laughs> I always think of that episode of the Boondocks. Was it the Christmas <laughs> episode? <laughs> the, the white teacher just started screaming. Yes. <laughs> he screamed around me like seven straight times. Yeah. Anyways. So there, I mean, there's, and those are worse, honestly. They, yeah. They're more annoying than the ones who are just outright racist because it takes longer to figure out that they're racist and they are not fully aware of it themselves. And if you call them out on it, they might get real defensive and be like, well, I'm just an ally. I'm just trying to help. I just, and they're less likely to stay the fuck away from you too. Yeah, there is that. So, um, but I think find the BSA, find where the niggas hang out on campus. Um, probably the upperclassmen will be like, hello, young niggas come sit over here so we can shield y'all. <laughs> And and tell you about the bullshit that goes down on this campus. So um, do that and and good luck to you. I hope you enjoy college. This is a crazy time to be going off to school, but I really hope that um, you and everybody else is fully vaccinated and enjoys your semester. Um, let <laughs> us, because <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. Young people, y'all are going to have a good time. So I just hope y'all are being safe about it. So. Um, But good luck to you, Francie. Let us know how your semester goes. Our last letter comes from Nina, who says, I'm a 25-year-old Black woman who sincerely feels like I don't know what to do with my life. I moved to Atlanta last year in pursuit of an entertainment career, but I feel so stuck. I know that I just have to be patient and give myself grace, but I feel like I'm failing at everything I do out here. I have very severe anxiety and ADHD, and I'm currently in therapy trying my best to do better and be better, but it's been hard for me to pull myself out of depression. My questions are, what was it like for both of you when you were 25? Did you stress out as much as I am right now? What was it like for y'all when you first moved out of state? How did you guys get started in your careers in entertainment? And based off what you What's know your now. Blood type? <laughs> What's your blood <favorite>? <laughs> What's your social security number? <laughs> What's your mama's maiden name? <laughs> and based <laughs> off what you know now, what advice do you have for a new entertainer who is just starting out? Thank you both. Hope you stay safe, happy, and healthy. Love, Nina. I feel like a doctor's like front desk person just handed me papers yeah. to fill out. What was it like for you what? at age 25? <laughs> okay, I know two of these I can answer together because at age 25 is when I moved out of state. So, holy shit. I moved away from 
Miami and into New York when I, I think I, I think I turned 25. Like, yeah. Wow. Damn. So. Wow. That's insane. I'm 33. Um, Here we go. So. What was it like? I didn't know shit either. I've been doing YouTube and whatever and just talking shit, but I had no plans. I had, I think, $500, $600. I had well. a little Google AdSense <laughs> money. Yeah. Yeah. That was everything I owned and my Golden Girls DVDs. And I came up here and I was like, I don't know. That was it. I just planned on, mm-hmm. you know, renting a room. And trying to use my charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent <laughs> to um, get work. Which is why you're listening to this. Because this podcast was created mm-hmm. on the edge of desperation. <laughs> Did <laughs> like, we have anything else to do no, at that point? No, not desperation, but like, no, we truly didn't. Like... <laughs> You were full. You were fully employed. I like was you working. Had an yes. abs- this was a favor. I would say, <laughs> like, you were kind of like, oh, I guess, like, <laughs> I convinced you to move here, and Lord knows you ain't doing shit else. So, <laughs> I mean, like, you just all we you had to talk shit anyway. I didn't think this would be a thing that made money. I never thought when you asked me that this would be a thing we made money doing. I just thought oh, it I didn't either. Like a fun thing for us to do together. I had no idea it was going to turn into all this. I might have said no. but I didn't think that you can make money from it either. I just felt like, okay, well, maybe this will be another platform for me to present myself to people. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? And hopefully that will domino into other things, which it did. But yeah, I didn't know anything. I didn't have a plan. I was not organized. Um, It was a leap of faith. Mm -hmm. And I don't regret it. And I also think I leaned very heavily on the the fact that I could go home. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. You could go home. I could just go home. Um, And so it wasn't like this or death. And I think that kind of helped me to not only make the transition, but stick it out when it got really difficult. Um, But I would say don't fall for the okie doke. 25, (laughs) at least in my experience, was when I began to start forming. No, not even. I would say probably around 27, 28 is when I was like, Oh, I have to be like an adult. Like I'm grown, but like, like you know what I mean? Like, yes, I do. <laughs> but oh, this like adult responsibility, walking in your life on your own, having control of things. That's a different beast. Mm-hmm. I have to start like figuring out, not even planting the seeds. Yeah. Getting the damn seeds, <laughs> figuring out where to plant them, <laughs> and, and you know, and I'm still in the process of that, but yeah. I feel better about being 33 and um, acknowledging that I don't know shit and trying my best to know shit versus like a lot of the 
um, 50, 60, 70, 80 year old, mostly white people that don't know shit. No, far less than I do. Far less than you do. Mm, yeah. Far less than you do. Uh, letter writer. <laughs> I forgot your name. Nina. Nina, far less than you do. And they can tell us, uh, they get to tell us what we can do with our bodies, what we can do with our bodies, when and how we die. Um, you know. Mm-hmm. So, give yourself a break. It's all good. You'll be fine. Right. I think um, when I was 25, I was such a fucking wreck that I barely even remember being 25. It was There's that. really bad. Yeah. My 20s, especially the mid-20s, like, I would say 23 to 28, girl, don't Trash. even talk to me. Don't even talk to me. Get away from me. I <laughs> Go away from me with this Apollo. It was so awful. Like, I, so, so when you ask if I stressed, stressed out as much as you are, I was more stressed. I was so stressed that I like burst a blood vessel in my eyeball and had to go to the fucking ER and my blood pressure was like 210 over 160. And they were like, bitch, how are you even conscious right now? Like, yeah. I was, how did you get here? Yeah. Like, like you drove bitch. How? (laughs) So, so, um, definitely there was no job worth all that stress. And I know you're in Atlanta, you know, probably trying to get discovered by Tyler Perry and (laughs) make a name for yourself. Um, and I would just say, you know, (laughs) um, this, the entertainment industry is not for everybody. True. Oh yeah. It's not (laughs) really isn't. And when I first moved to New York, it absolutely beat my ass. Like you moved to Atlanta from some smaller town in some smaller state. And so Atlanta is like a big culture shock for you. That is exactly what New York was for me. New York beat my ass. When I say this city chewed me up and spit me back out, bitch, like 10 times. That happened. And we thought we over we, and over. Shit was sweet because we visited. <laughs> right. We Came here like once summer. and was like, oh, fun. New right. York. Empire State Building. Right. Oh my God, this is, ever- I can't wait. Blockheads and bulldogs and mother right. burger, bitch. This is fun. Bitch, no, it's not. Half <laughs> <laughs> places are dead now. Right. They didn't even survive. They did work. not even make it. <laughs> But when I tell you this city, like, really, really beat my ass. I had the lowest moments of my life here, but I've also had the highest moments of yep. my life here. And yes. that is New York. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in a nutshell, I'm very glad I did not break down and leave because a lot of good things were around the corner for me. But True. I had to work for it um, really fucking hard, really long fucking hours. Um and it was rough. So, but as far as like getting started with a career in entertainment, we were in line because I got tickets to The Daily Show through my job at MTV. And I was like, nigga, you want to go see The Daily Show? <laughs> so we did. And he asked me about this podcast. And I was like, yeah, I mean, okay, Jon Stewart finna, finna start. So, yeah. you, and that was, you Good know, show. The, <laughs> it was. But the rest is history. <laughs> that was really how it went for me. I never looked for a career in entertainment. Um, and... Yeah, I think I just have always had this, if push come to shove, I can go back to my mama's house. I mean, and I can get a real job. Like, I'm just very willing to line up plan B, C, D, E. Like, I'll go through the whole alphabet. Yes. I have tons of backup plans for myself. Things I will do in case this shit doesn't pan out. So maybe give yourself a time frame. 
a few years to book some commercials or a, a Magic City Instagram ad or something like that. I don't really know uh, the, something for Coca-Cola or the aquarium. The Falcons maybe need some cheerleaders or something. Give yourself a little time to. <laughs> you just to, ran the gamut. Just, like every, I'm just thinking everything in Atlanta. You can, everything you can you go can work at the Hooters on Peachtree. That's entertaining. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, give yourself some time to maybe book a couple projects and see if it feels right. But don't be afraid to leave either. Don't be like, oh, yeah, it's all. trash and I have to be miserable. Like, bitch, if you are really miserable forever and ever then consider cutting your losses and going somewhere else because atlanta might not be the spot for you i think that crystal said it when she said entertainment industry is not for everyone because it isn't um you can be an excellent entertainer mm-hmm. and just not be for the in- entertainment industry or the yes. entertainment industry might not be for you right and sometimes it takes some experience in that to learn it Mm -hmm. and i think the more that you kind of again take those leaps of faith and allow yourself to learn you might find like your groove you know like i said i came here and i was like i ain't got shit i don't know shit bring it (laughs) (laughs) and uh, and so i feel like it was a little bit easier like i kind of knew like a couple of things i wanted to try um but it didn't come dead set like, I'm going to be the new host of The Daily Show or I'm going to have blah, blah, blah. I just knew I wanted to tell jokes and shit. Right. Um, and so I think that sometimes you might do yourself a dis- It's not. There's nothing wrong with having a goal um, and working towards it. So do that if it's your thing. But also I think it is um, beneficial to just try things out, learn things, experience stuff, because you might find something that is like a crazy passion for you that mm-hmm. just fits really fits you your lifestyle your mentality spirituality etc mm-hmm. that you hadn't considered yeah um but yeah definitely especially in atlanta just go and focus on having a good time and doing things that you enjoy that bring you work that bring you uh joy and like motivation inspiration and also, like Crystal said, don't be afraid of, like, the really hard times because they'll hopefully and likely be really good ones in there. New York was the same thing for me. I've had some of the hardest times ever, 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 ever in my life Ooh, Lord while God. also having some of the most unbelievable, amazing, mm-hmm. one-of-a-kind experiences here as well. And I think that's also your 20s. <laughs> like, yeah. It's kind of the same thing where you have so many awful firsts, so many trash-ass experiences. <laughs> so many. But then there's like a lot of fun in there too. Being, you know, a Carisha who can go <laughs> to bed at 7.45 a.m. Because you just have that energy. <laughs> You know, so just you can just do that and wake up at two like nothing happened. <laughs> right. So there's good and bad. Just try. <laughs> yes. Best just try. And don't be afraid to be like, I've tried enough and it's time to try something. And else. it's time to try something. else. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't look at it as a failure as a failure. Look at it as an opportunity to learn something new and experience something unique in life. Yes. It's a story you might just be like. This entire time, I thought that I wanted to be an actor, and I've learned now that, like, cinematography is my thing. Or I actually really prefer writing or working grip or something like that. Like, bitch. Right. You never know. Yeah. Or just, like, I own 
a haberdashery now. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but like, I would have never gone back to school. <laughs> like, I would have never gone back to school if we didn't do this podcast. Because I would have never gone to therapy if we didn't do this podcast. So, you know, you just never know what uh, you might discover. And I'm not even saying that I'm leaving this show because uh, this is my job and therapy is not. But mm. you just never know what you will discover or... um realize that you are passionate about until you have different experiences. You might get a job at the aquarium and want to be a fucking zoologist yeah. or, or a vet or some shit. You never know. So <laughs> yeah, they go hire you for a fucking aquarium <laughs> commercial. And you're going to be like, the wow, manatees. Pretending to work there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you're going to pet a manatee and be like, these amazing creatures. The next thing you know, <laughs> you mean it. <laughs> yeah. You're out in the middle of fucking sea somewhere or a lake saving animals. Yeah. You could be a, a marine biologist, whatever those people do. It probably is something with manatees. So go where the heart leads and not just the brain. Yes. Um, and best of luck to you, young Nina, on your journey. All right. That's going to wrap up the questions for this week. Again, send yours to asktheread at gmail.com. Keep It is brought to you by Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. If you're really good at it, that is. I've actually met several really good friends through Hinge. I've used it, I can't believe this, over a decade now. Woof, what a life I've had. Well, you know what they've added within a decade of us being on Hinge is their new LGBTQIA plus prompts, which are designed to help queer daters better connect based on similarities, interests, and compatibility. Hinge prompts helps you show off your full personality and connect with someone who appreciates you. Plus, these prompts were created in collaboration with GLAAD, so they are by the people, for the people. Some of the prompts are, the first time I knew I was gay was, mm, I was literally in the act of being gay, like hooking up with somebody when I admitted it. <laughs> Denial is strong and hard in the Catholic Midwest. Mine was Tom Cruise's Vanity Fair cover, the shirtless one. You just turned to an imaginary camera and said, I'm gay. Yeah. Or broke the fourth wall. <laughs> You're like Fleabag. Other prompts include, I feel proudest of who I am when. It feels affirming when others, blank. I connect to my community by. I wish I could tell the younger version of myself. I kind of say, whenever I watch that in a drag race semifinal, when they're like, if I could talk to my younger self, I would say, I would be like, girl, get tighter clothes. I mean, what's going on with what you're wearing? You look like you're in the X Games. Other prompts include, my chosen family is the best at and gender euphoria looks like. Download Hinge and show off your full self using their LGBTQIA plus prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. And it is now time for the read. Bristol, mm-hmm. take it away. So I just have two very quick things to say, and then I will be getting on out of here. First of all, to the family of Ashley Babbitt. <sighs> wow. I don't know what kind of pickled dicks y'all are smoking and sniffing over there. But um, if you don't remember, Ashley Babbitt is the name of the dumb white bitch who died in the January 6th um, insurrection at the Capitol. She was the dumb bitch who tried to climb through the window. And they shot her. And they shot her. Yes. Um, I should be ashamed of how often I watch that video, but I'm not. Um, Anyway, that officer was cleared of any legal wrongdoing a couple of months ago. And now the family is um, preparing a wrongful death lawsuit seeking more than $10 million in damages against the Capitol Police. Yes. Saying that Ashley was the victim of an ambush and that. I'm sorry, God. 
Are you fucking kidding me? Saying that Ashley is the victim of an ambush and that she was not warned in any way that she would be shot if she did this. And so it was very, very bigly unfair. And yeah, this is what the family's lawyer called it. He said he called it an ambush. He said that the officer who shot Ashley was reckless, um, even though, you know, the Department of Justice has said, listen, we're literally not charging this man. Um, it He did not <laughs> commit a fucking crime. But the uh, what is obvious about this is the absolute insanity of an argument that says that this bitch was ambushed when she broke her stupid ass into the goddamn Capitol. She had no business being there. She was there lawlessly. She was there recklessly. She's the dumb bitch who was with a fucking mob who tried to, and they, and, but see, successfully broke, stormed the fucking Capitol girl. Like y'all, I don't know how you can see there's video of this. Perhaps Ashley's family has not seen the video of her dying. Like I said, I have. And you can clearly hear officers. I believe it's more than one officer on the other side of that glass saying, stay back, stay back. Don't move. Don't do it. Bitch, hold up. Like literally don't play with us because down that hallway on the other side of that glass, on the other side of those doors is where the Senate was. Yeah. In their, you know, deliberation chambers or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Which is obviously where these crackhead ass white people wanted to be. And the very clear calls of stay back should have been enough. However, Ashley was not supposed to have her dumb ass there in the first fucking place. How you break in somewhere and then get mad when you get shot for doing some shit you had no business trying in the first fucking place. It does not make sense. And most states... In this country, you break into somebody else's property. You're there in an unauthorized manner. They have every right to shoot the ever loving fuck out of you. I don't know why you thought it would be any different. I don't know why. Clearly, Ashley didn't think that niggas was actually going. I mean, clearly she thought that nobody was going to do it. Clearly, she thought that it was going to be fine. And the family's attorney is like they could have done something else they could have just arrested her they could have detained her in some non-lethal way they they really do think that fatally shooting people in the streets is a black thing like they a, a lot yeah, of clearly really think that's exclusive to us clearly and a capitol police officer testified last week and was like i really don't understand because when police beat black people's asses y'all don't have no problem with it you don't but we did what we had to do at the capitol for police officers have died by suicide since the Capitol riots, which should really tell you something. And yet this family is, I didn't know that. yeah, it's fucking crazy. What's going on? Like, I don't know what all they saw that day, but clearly it was deeply fucking disturbing. And y'all are suing for $10 million because your dumb white bitch decided to carry her ass through the fucking window. Like she had any business being there. I'm sorry. was, was Ashley Babbitt and they're going to get something an elected representative. Was she, did she have any authorization to be in the Capitol at, all on that fucking day i truly and let me tell you girl, girl the police can suck my dick today tomorrow and the day absolutely today. every day i truly hope that her family doesn't see a chucky cheese token like nothing nothing obviously they're not getting 10 million dollars <sighs> 
But I I would not be shocked if they get some sort of a settlement or something just out of sheer white persistence and annoyance. Mm -mm. But it is... It is... No. I can't even... Like, laughable doesn't feel strong enough. Mm -hmm. Preposterous. I can't think of a word to describe how insane it is to say that this person was victim of an ambush. <laughs> she found her ass in the Capitol through a window. Thank you. How was she ambushed when she went inside through the window? She was not. She what was she doing? That's it. She wasn't ambushed. And the idea that <laughs> the whole argument here is, well, was she warned? Was she not warned? She broke into that bitch. Ain't no warning. Fuck you mean. Who cares about a fucking warning? She had no business being there, period. All of them are lucky that they didn't get a bullet to the fucking dome right then and there. Every last one of them is lucky that they're not black because that's what would have happened if they were. All of these people should be dead. Every last one of them people should be dead. They would have just had to repaint the pavement. It would have taken weeks to wash the damn They would have never been able to wash that blood off. They would have been better off just repainting everything to match the color of dried up blood because they would have massacred niggas if they would have stood hand in hand outside that bitch and sang C.C. Winans. Everyone dead. Everyone. Everybody. So not on. Okay. White people. (laughs) The audacity is on tap. And full, like it, it shows no sign of drying up, ambushed, as if they snuck up on her in her home, right at her place of business. No, she was where she didn't have no business being. You know where Ashley should have been at home, watching her fucking stories, working her her whatever job she was doing, fucking her husband, visiting family and friends. That's what she should have been doing at home, minding her fucking business on January 6th, like everybody else with some goddamn sense. But she carried her stupid ass to the Capitol. She went inside that bitch like she had some business being there. And she tried to take her stupid ass through the fucking window, fucked around and found out. $10 million because you died doing some shit you didn't have no business doing. Bitch, if you don't suck my dick and get the fuck out of here, The dumbest shit I have ever heard. I truly cannot handle white people and that absolutely ridiculous ass line of thought. Really? Wow. So I'm leaving that exactly where it's at. Um, And so uh, this next thing is really annoying. And um, I'm going to just say it. Shannon Sharp probably should have never reproduced. I'm going to just say that because a, a story came out last week about Dr. Dre's oldest daughter um, saying that she's homeless and yeah. living out of her car. And apparently Dre used to help her out and doesn't anymore. I don't really know um, all the details, but, you know, she has her kids staying with friends and she does DoorDash and Uber and all this. Um. I think she said she hasn't seen her father in 18 years. She can only even talk to him through his team. Like, apparently she doesn't even have his direct phone number. And um, I don't think he was like there physically or financially throughout most of her childhood because him and her mother stopped messing around when she was like five. So um, anyway, of course, 
the Ashy contingent got really excited about this, talking about this bitch is 38. Why you don't have no fucking job? Why you don't this? Why you don't that? Completely ignoring the fact that this woman's biological father is a whole fucking billionaire. And this is a thing that you niggas celebrate. So Shannon Sharp said a 38 year old grown woman trying to shame her father into taking care of responsibilities that she created. The irony there is that she is a responsibility that he created. And did he take care of that? Hmm. It's very interesting. Perhaps it's the CTE that's keeping you from taking that one step into critical thought. But yeah. um, after somebody replied to this and said, wow, glad you're not my daddy. Shannon Sharp said, I'm my kid's last option, not first choice. What? <laughs> so. So, I mean, here's the thing about kids. <laughs> I'm my kid's last option, not first choice. <laughs> what a fucking doofus. Like, this is the sort of thing you say maybe when you have bought your child a pack of glitter pins for the sixth time. And this bitch has lost all six glitter pins again. And you say, I swear to God, if you want another glitter pin, I am your last option and not your first choice. Because I have purchased the glitter pins over and over, and I simply won't do it again. What the fuck I don't are you even talking know why about? Pins need glitter. <laughs> you the one wanted to write fancy. You the one needed them in every damn color. Fuck so your handwriting. Got to sh- keep up with your it. damn glitter pins, girl. Like maybe then we are talking about. <laughs> we are talking about a person who lives in her fucking vehicle. If. If that's not last option, then what the hell is? How much work does it have to be? Mm-hmm. Who even? This isn't even a first choice type situation. This isn't, oh, I lost my job and I have six months of rent and bills saved up. But if I can't find a job, you know, in the next few months, I don't know what I'm going to like. She's living in her fucking car doing DoorDash and Uber, girl. How much worse does it have to be? And how much mm-hmm. do y'all not give a shit about your children? This is what I don't understand. Like. The main thing I see niggas talking about is that they want to make all this money for generational wealth and they want to have their kids doing this and they want to set up and I want to define my legacy and all this other bullshit. But these kids, your children are your legacy, you dipshit. If you're not taking the millions or billions of dollars that you have to provide for your kids, why do you even have it? Well, a lot of them like have their kids that yeah would be around 38 40 now when you weren't a billionaire or whatever and the only people that were probably paying attention to you were like the girls from you know what i mean like the black women from around where you from like black women who actually respect give a fuck about hip-hop grew up and all that other stuff and so that's when you had them kids you don't give a fuck about them kids because they represent nigga Right. And you can now go and have babies with, you know, fair-skinned women from some country you've never heard you of. You already know it. And then they have these, you know, light-skinned babies and stuff like that that don't talk back to them, don't give a mm-hmm. fuck, and honestly won't really ask you for much of anything before you dead anyway. So they can feel like, oh, well, that's my legacy. And you don't really have to assume responsibility for them. Because by the time they, like, really need things, like, you know foot school or our home to live in or blah blah whatever the fuck by the time all of that stuff becomes a thing outside of just giving them juicy juice and toys and shit right you either like filled with dementia or dead so 
And I'm sure there's some mixed race Latina right now who can get whatever she wants to out of Shannon Sharp without even Great. Good for you, really man. saying nothing too much about it. Like, I'm sure that that is the case. But to be like, oh, my kid, though, good luck. It's just, I mean, just, we are talking about somebody who is homeless. <laughs> homeless. She is niggas homeless. Niggas be starting families over. Like, oh rich niggas especially. <laughs> it's like, they create a family with someone, ruin it because they're a terrible person, well, blame that person, and well, then they just go and start a new one. Yep. So their legacy ends up just being that they have 35 legacies mm-hmm. because they can't realize that they're a toxic-ass motherfucker and the right. problem has always been them. But, you know, Dr. Dre and Shannon Sharp seem like they're probably really smart, respectful <laughs> people that have great <laughs> relationships with the women in their lives and always mm-hmm. mm. And you wonder why at no point do you actually get it right. And I'm not saying under any circumstances you should always be spending every dime you have on your child. Like there are definitely issues where like, don't please don't come to me and be like, my parents spent everything they had to help my brother and he was still on drugs. Like, like, girl, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about somebody who abandoned his child at age five, somebody who she has not seen in 18 fucking years, somebody who does not even have her father's direct fucking phone number, somebody whose dad is a billionaire. That is not your parents. I'm real sorry if they mortgaged that house, that family house that they inherited from your grandpappy or whatever for your brother and your brother never got his shit together. But that's not what I'm talking about here. If you neglected your children throughout their lives, how do you not feel like you owe them now that you are rich and they're grown? For the record, like for me personally, I don't know this girl. I don't know Dr. Dre. I don't, you know, like if you haven't spoken to him and as long as you haven't spoken to like y'all don't have a relationship, all of that shit is unfortunate. It sucks. I think it's ridiculous that any of his kids, regardless of how long he's spoken to them, should be living in their car when he has as much money as he does because it would be a simple expense to just get them a place to live. Mm-hmm. Even just getting them a place. Like, and it's confusing to me. Okay, yes. Like, what I'm saying is, I don't know them. What is far more confusing for me is how many niggas like a Shannon Sharp will yes. jump to defend Dr. Dre's bank account when you don't know them either. And even if you did, like, girl, he's a billionaire. Like, what? I don't care how much money it is because how much could it possibly be? She's living in a fucking car. He's a billionaire. What do you... I don't even understand how you automatically side with the billionaire in this in this situation. I really don't. It's not I even don't just siding with him because you have money too. And I'm sure that, like, I know niggas... You get a little bit of money. You get some recognition. People come out the woodworks. You feel used. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever the fuck. Cry me a a long-ass river. Right? Fine. Mm -hmm. But, like, you could just mind your fucking business. You could text this to someone. You know what I mean? Why the fuck are you on here berating this stranger homeless woman over this nigga? I'm my child's last option, not first choice. I hope your kids say that when you need a home health aid. (laughs) Or some shit, a fucking nursing home. Like, mm. let me tell you something. Call one of them shady girls. pines. Better have a shuttle because I'm not even dropping your ass. <laughs> That's off. what Naja Naja said. Shady pines, ma. <laughs> because I'm not even taking you. They're gonna have to come and get your ass. From I just the curb. Y'all really, I really want black people to get rid of this mindset of, well, I made my money and so fuck my kids. What's it's the so point crazy. of having? What's the point of being rich? Like rich, rich, not, oh, I'm making $80,000 a year. What's the point of being actually wealthy 
and not doing anything for your children. Because niggas will be like at the quote unquote bottom and just be like, I'm going to invest in my, my community. Okay. I want to build genera- generational wealth. You know. I this, this, and the third. And as soon as they hit four up, it's like, you want to shoot with me in the gym? <laughs> Bitch, I don't understand why y'all always calling me all the guys. Everybody always wants to. So I got to pay for every goddamn body. I everybody always I'm talking about your like kids, that. When the last time somebody asked me for something? Ain't nobody telling me happy happy Father's Day. Ain't nobody take me to go get a no brown bread at the goddamn cheesecake right. at the moment. I'm not talking about get the money. and Lily and them. I'm talking about your children. Children. <laughs> okay. I yeah. I just can't handle niggas. Please shut up, because you just open your mouth and let us know that you're terrible parents every fucking day. Just shut up. Do you know generational wealth means your? It's like your family's generations. It's like <laughs> generational wealth means passing it on to your own offspring as the previous generation to the future. Y'all don't Google. Generation. You don't have to like. <laughs> There's no subscription. Like you don't have to. You don't it's have really to pay free. by it's month. Really you can free. look that. You could just look it up. What it means for free. It does. Even when you're just curious. Y'all just say shit. I swear to God, y'all just say shit. And Shannon Sharp should shut the fuck up. I Google stuff sometimes when I after I said it and I'm not 100 percent sure. I mean, like, I Google things constantly. That's, that's how you spell that, right? And there's nothing wrong with being this wrong. This is what I mean. <laughs> But I don't think Shannon Sharp realizes just how wrong he is. Perhaps one day he'll figure it out, but probably not no time soon. But yeah, I'm done. Disgusted with niggas this week. Okay. Well, I'm disgusted with white people this week. Mm. Um, So for me this week, I just want to say that white privilege is fully broadcasting that you don't bathe. And doing so with fervor, with panache, with glee excitement and pride i don't understand right why y'all have to share this information with us so jake gyllenhaal um where was the doll speaking god this was so nasty i just jake gyllenhaal said that he feels as though bathing regularly is less necessary for him. And that, not only that, not only that, but that he feels that not bathing is helpful for skin maintenance. How? (laughs) Because we naturally clean ourselves. Oh my God. Okay. White privilege is getting to tell everybody that you have a new multi-million dollar movie or whatever the fuck coming out and you're rich as can be and you don't know when's the last time that soap touched your ass. I'm I'm tired. I want for y'all to start some sort of a secret support group and and just like much like Shannon Sharp. Why? <laughs> Why share it with the world? Why in tell us to feeling this way? What the fuck do we need to know about this for? First of all, white elites love making up problems and then like trying to convince poor people that these problems are real and usually capitalize off of it by selling you some bullshit product for $75 plus tax right. on their website that they built uh uh, via squarespace.com slash the read or whatever. Right. The girls will always be like, 
Have you not heard? Right. That too much sunlight actually is destructive for your eyes. <laughs> it kills the cells in your eyes. So what you should actually do is be smart like me, Nicole Kidman, and buy my new <laughs> Who Are You Kidding eye drops on NicoleKidman.com. Like, they love doing that shit, yeah. goop. All of the girls, they love being like, actually wearing hats makes you bald. So wear, <laughs> wear <hat>. the new, <laughs> like, the new um, scarves only by Blake Lively. <laughs> living live scar and it's just a bonnet I was like it's say, just a black girl's meanwhile, bonnet meanwhile you could get it at the beauty supply right it's just a bonnet <laughs> for two dollars <laughs> like, and so I feel like this is just running around <laughs> the same sort of gym or track what the f- <sighs> y'all be so without like issues besides I don't know infidelity or inbreeding or whatever regular to, to rehab like you have to like convince yourselves and not yourselves because you know you lying but you have to like convince other people that like not only are you hip to some shit that nobody else is hip to because it's not true but you're like you're (laughs) hip to some shit that nobody else is hip to but also like i'm gonna put you on game (laughs) didn't you know that you actually shouldn't wash your ass because when you do that you're destroying your skin Right. <laughs> and then we hear about Mila Kunis and Ashley Kutcher as if I wasn't already over how both you motherfuckers punked me with Shaggy during the Super Bowl and that raggedy ass commercial that y'all did. Like, I- I'm never going to forget. I'm never going to forget. It and, I- and I shan't forgive. But then you telling the whole entire world that you wash babies when you see dirt on them. What did the babies do besides get here? It's one thing to not wash your own ass. You can't put some soap water on the baby? A little Johnson and some more Johnson? <laughs> I just can't. I can't. I'm so tired. Like, I don't understand why y'all keep saying this shit to us. You want to act like COVID don't exist. You want to act like, you know what I'm saying? It don't like germs and bacteria and all of these things can't actually kill people. Meanwhile, you're walking around with actual labs living on your skin. Just, just unnamed species. Just having raves on your inner thighs. Disgusting. And then you tell us and you have had the nerve for generation to get upset. You had the nerve for generations to get upset at us when we say that you motherfuckers smell like wet dog when you come up from out out in the rain. But you do. But much like dogs, you bathe once a month. Using your tongue. I don't understand. It explains everything. (sighs) Stop telling us. Stop telling us. You know how many motherfuckers, like, third world countries, obviously. Because do you know how many fucking living Americans would kill for a hot bath? For a steaming shower right now? Do you know how many motherfuckers don't have running water on this land and would die to wash their asses? And here you are with all of the wealth 
all of the visibility, all of the resources, talking about some. Well, I just, I, I guess I bathe sometimes when I remember. Yeah, I bathe my kids when they stink. But Fuck kids, you. Kids stink every day. <laughs> every day. How do you not know that? <laughs> I see dirt on your children all the time. All the time. At the supermarket. Filthy. What are you waiting for? Yeah. Stop telling us. Keep it to yourself. Write a diary or something. Why do we need to know this? And then get mad at us when we react to your stench. Because <laughs> it's never, oh, my mental health was so terrible. I could only bathe every other day for a month. Right. I was right. so depressed. It's exactly. Just, as a general rule, I like to be funky and nasty and just dripping germs all over everybody. Because it's healthy. Because it's good for me. Because showering makes my skin dry. It's called lotion. You dumb bitch. It's called lotion. All these butters and oils out here. I won't. I'm not going to do it. Shut up. Stop telling us. Stop fucking telling us this. We don't need to know. No. We don't want to know. Nope. And now... We have to be accosted by all of these random famous white people that want us to know that they do bathe every day and what soaps that they use or whatever. Like, we're supposed to bake their brownies. <laughs> Me too, bitch! Every day. And plenty of the poorest of us. Every day. I bathe every day. Still find a way to fit some Irish spring into the budget when they have nothing else. And here you come bragging to us that you are musty Girl. and crusty. And you love it that way. <laughs> the pandemic can't even make y'all shower? All right. Like, my God. All right. All right. Your ancestors came over here and thought that all that the, the native indigenous peoples of this country were like, just like, gagging because they had never seen such a beauty when in reality they were gagging because they were like what, what died that <laughs> it's sick oh my god look how pale it is give it some water some sunlight Jesus where Christ. is its skin and <laughs> when has it rinsed <coughs> literally had to teach y'all how to bathe literally had to teach y'all how to bathe literally clasped their hands together mm -hmm. over their faces, not because they were praying that civilization came. Mm -hmm. They were praying for clean air yeah. to breathe. Mm -hmm. And here you are, after massacring all of them and running bullshit through the few reservations and shit that they still have, refusing to wash and bragging about it. Last but not least, I'm just going to say, Kylie, Sonic, love, you're a winner, baby. I don't go fuck what the, these motherfuckers were talking about. Your snatch game was the best. Um, your look was better than the winners. Um, that's it. I already know what the plan is and why yeah. uh, we discussed it, so there's no need to get into it. But Kylie, you won the snatch game and the runway, and you're a winner. So there's that. Mm -hmm. um, everyone yeah, have a good time. I think that I'm just going to go ahead and use what's left of my Paramount Plus subscription to watch <laughs> All Stars 2 again. Ooh, because that was a season. Um, and then I will let the girls have this one. Shout out to Raja O'Hare. 
Um, ew, killing ew, it. Ew, Shout out to ew. Trinity K. Bonet and Kylie. Also, <laughs> magically, the only three that did something besides whack ass Andy Warhol for the pop art challenge. Anyways, that's it. I'm done. Somebody mentioned that uh, Monet Exchange and and Bob talked about us briefly on sibling rivalry, and I was like, please don't tell me that. Like, I'll die. Oh, yeah, I am obsessed. So please don't. I actually someone cannot. sent me the clip, and I, I can't. It. No, I can't. I can't even play it. <laughs> I yeah. literally can't play it because it's like, no, not my icons. But I couldn't believe. Yeah, I I no. actually refuse to acknowledge <laughs> that. But so now that they know who we are, yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, that's crazy. Monet commented on a picture of mine on Instagram once, so I think I knew that Monet was familiar but it's yeah. just yeah there's like oh wow nope that is so great okay i'm gonna but push that's that also, out of my that's head. another thing it's like i i think i have been leaning on like sibling rivalry the pit stop and a few other drag queens that i like that provide commentary yeah as to like get like fuck the rest of this yeah yeah i feel like i'm just leaning on recaps it's valid because <laughs> i just i all right all right. Well, and that- also my neighbors and this dog. We'll get into that next week. I did the Is whitest still- thing I think I've ever done ever. That b- dog was barking from like six forty-five p.m. into like twelve thirty. Oh no! Mm-mm. Please feed that and Give like, it some water. Take it outside. What are y'all doing? Dist- my- Link would turn and looked at me like, "Should we go over there?" <laughs> like, like, bitch. The, the dog is in distress. I literally called management and was like. Oh, I know that's right. You better. It was the whitest thing people. I had ever done. <laughs> you better. And they were like, and they were like, yeah, we already have some people call. Damn, so. you weren't even the first. I mean, of course not, but no. They the obviously added like your voice to the chorus. Yeah, to take the dog out, train the dog. Like I don't know what they're doing over there, but they're not gonna do it no more. <sighs> All right. All right. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of the read. Check us out at thisistheread.com and on social media at This Is The Read. Kid Fury's Sports Shorts just came out. They're oh, yeah. available in the merch store. So shoptheread.com if they're not already sold out. Um, extended sizes coming soon. So yeah. keep your eyes peeled for that. I was just talking to Alex about how I want us to go way up in our merch sizes available so um yeah yes coming we've been needed to do that i mean and i don't right i'm not even sure what took us so fucking long but definitely coming soon if i have to pay for it myself so um yeah shop com, and i think that is it for me what do you think friend let's get out of here we have a meeting soon yeah, we have a meeting like literally now. Um, <laughs> they probably all on the Zoom waiting on us. We're just I like, have oh, nothing additional to do, say. So. To do. All right, hoes, take care of yourselves. We will see y'all next week. 